When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As the Nationals are struck away from franchise history and some World Series history. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! It's not a dream! It's not a desert mirage! It's Lord Stanley! And he is coming to Washington! Oh, oh, great crossover. Got Just him. <laughs> That's called getting put on skates. Down to two, down to one, and the Washington football team with the upset in Pittsburgh, handing the Steelers their first loss of the season, coming back from 14-0 down. What a win. The show by the fans for the fans. Covering all four major sports in the District of Champions. It's the DC Crossover Podcast with your hosts, Mike Cerrone and Ben Simpson. Hello and welcome to episode 158 of the DC Crossover. I am Ben Simpson. That is Mike Cerrone. Glad to have you with us for yet another episode of the show and yes we are back we're, we're on more of a consistent schedule now we yep, during the yep. summertime and things like that it was you know we're busy mike's going on his cruises he's say you know saving people in the <laughs> yeah. water or or that was that was her dad that, that was her that, dad right? that wasn't yeah. me <laughs> yeah. i was watching <laughs> yeah you were flo- on the floaty uh with, with uh two high noons in your hands um <laughs> but uh yeah we are we are back talking some Commanders, uh, today we will touch on, of course, the best show on television. Play uh, it. In, in a little bit as well. Oh, oh sorry. And, you got, uh, got, no, got me hyped up again. We got to save it. We got to save it. Um, so plenty plenty <laughs> to get to uh, tonight. But I did want to start first, obviously, since you talked about going to the tailgate last yeah, episode. Yeah. I did want to hear how that went. If the rules were followed for the most part... Or if there was some uh, dissension amongst the group. So the problem with my buddy is I talked about him last week. So the problem with Did he him, listen to the show? So <laughs> you think he listens to the show? No. Uh, he, he, he did He did for when we were probably at you know, WGMU or something. Right, that's true. Um, ten years you know, ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when we were like ten. Uh, but the, the difference is, is none of my friends ever... Uh, ever listen? And that's the problem. That's but uh, let me give a shout out to uh, to Miss Barker over okay. at uh, the school I work at. She's probably listening, um, cool. and she's probably going to fast forward. So, uh, uh, Barker, if you're part. if you're listening, a survivor is going to be in a little bit. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so when you hear um, the music, that's when you know. Yeah. So she, she listens to the show when she goes on runs and stuff like that. So you know, it's 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 pretty funny. But anyways, um, 
so my buddy doesn't listen to the show at all. I don't think any of my family members listen to the show anymore. Once in a while, they'll like stumble on it and they're like, "Oh, you still doing this?" Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, the problem is, is that he he deviates from plans so easily to the point yeah. where it's so frustrating. So get this: I specifically said. Meet at this 7-Eleven because he was working in Tyson's and we were all getting off and my buddy, my other buddy was coming to pick us up and all of a sudden we were like, hey, let's meet at the 7-Eleven so we can caravan there so we can have the same parking. And also, not to mention, you have to go in a certain lot now. You have to go in a certain right. entrance, certain lot, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so we're, we're, we're starting to go. Then my buddy says, hey, uh, let's just meet at the parking lot. And I'm like, Dude, like we've had this plan for two days now, and he's like, he's like, yeah, but I'm already going, and my ETA is this and that. I'm like, okay, whatever, oh. dude. Like, idiot. <laughs> so we're on the road, and you know we're getting a little bit of traffic here and there, or whatever. But it's okay. It's not a bad ride. And then all of a sudden, uh, Kevin, who was in the car, who was driving, was like, "You guys are gonna hate me for this." And I was like, "Oh God." He's like, "I forgot the burgers and dogs in the fridge." Oh, no. <laughs> I said. I started laughing because him and his wife were just like at it. They were like, she was like, are you serious? And then like, he was like, well, hey, try to find us a grocery store. And, and meanwhile, we're in like DC and, and we're like, all right, this is not the best area to stop at a, at a grocery store. So <laughs> right. long, long story short, we ended up finding a store called save a lot. And, oh, and did you, uh, well, we, we, we didn't die. Uh, I, I, I thought that the, I thought the meat was a little sus. As the Ooh, kids like okay. to say, okay. Uh, so we 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 uh, save a lot. Yeah. So we, we what we what we made uh, the burgers and the, the sausages or whatever the hell we bought. We ended up keeping on the grill for an extra you know minute or two. Probably uh, smart move. Smart yeah. Move. So it was save a lot. It had a little odor to it, and they had like TVs hanging on the walls that still had the plastic around them for their cameras. It was very odd. Um, wow. So yes, it was very difficult. So and now he's just got a bunch of hot dogs and hamburgers <laughs> in the fridge at home. <laughs> he's literally he, to dude, feed his family. They're yeah. they're eating that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the next. He has sixteen weeks. burgers and like ten. <laughs> I'm like Jesus, dude. Sounds he, great to he me. Was, yeah. <laughs> the best part was is did he he didn't forget the buns, so he brought right. the buns, but didn't bring the in- interesting part, which is the stuff inside the bun. Right. So that's funny. So anyways, that was a that was a little tidbit from that. But we ended up not telling anybody that we went to save a lot uh, because. We we were trying to, uh, you know, hurry up and not tell anybody that we screwed up because we always give <laughs> my other friend Dill. We always give him enough crap about, you know, being late and all this kind of stuff. So and here you are without, yeah, with the save a lot burgers, save, save a lot burgers. Yeah. So I mean, the cashier, you know, God bless her, but the cashier was eating like ramen noodles in one hand, and then the other noodle, the other hand was like ringing stuff up. It was just like it was, it was odd, man. Oof. So. So, anyways, we get to the tailgate. Luckily, he's there. And but the problem is, is again, they did like some bone-in rib thing, and and then like I don't know, something something was like it was like pico with shrimp or something. And then they 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 kept tr- telling me you need to try this, you need to try this. And I said, no, I'm good, I'm good. And then all of a sudden, like his speaker wasn't working. And then I, I mean, I was like, oh, it was <laughs> You're just. On tilt. I'm on tilt because, uh, you know, they're sitting there and they're cooking this gourmet feast. Meanwhile, uh, five of the guys that were there that weren't, they weren't sitting with us, but they work in my buddy's company. They're chucking the football around like they're damn, you know, Dan Marino. And that and was in the, that was in the rules. It yeah. Was in the rules that you shouldn't well, be doing that. But, but the problem was, is that they're chucking the football as, as far as they can. And, 
one of the balls uh, hit Jess in the face. Oh no! <laughs> and and we're like, are you serious? Like, because I mean, it's like they think they're like I said, they're Peyton Manning, they're Dan Marino, and they're chucking right, the ball. Right. Meanwhile, the ball is going 17 yards to the right, and we're like, dude, what are you doing? Like, it made <laughs> oh. so so that happened, and then like I said, they they made all this food where it's like. You know, it was good, and don't get me wrong, it was it was it was great food. But again, it wasn't food for a tailgate. Like right. burgers, dogs, you know, yeah. ketchup, mustard, Gotta boom, done. You know, yeah. uh, uh, chips and dip, boom, done. It's right. and, or wings, done. But it's not like I don't want to have like greasy hands because of I'm eating a rib or something like that. Rib it's like, is a rough one because, like, that's a very messy food. Like yes, when, when we're talking about like, especially if you really slop it up with the sauce, mm-hmm. like the BBQ sauce, it's like. We're talking about like a very messy experience. I mean, if I, if I were to rank like messy foods, I mean, ribs would have to be up there. I mean, wings, wings can get really messy if they're really sauced yeah, up. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that, but if we're talking like hot dogs and burgers, it's like, boom, those are super easy. I'd say yeah. you could, you could probably down a burger or a dog and, and be, Good to go yeah, with your hands. Yes, yeah. you could yeah, be like, in good shape. Like, like, like a dealer at a casino, they like they go like exactly. This. That's what you, that's what you do after you eat the dog, <laughs> and you just brush off a few of the breadcrumbs on yep. your, you know, and you're good to go. That that's the, but yeah, yeah. The the the, ri- the ribs is like a, that's a psycho move. <laughs> what are we well, doing? It was, well, I mean, they had a table out there, and then they had one grill going, one charcoal grill going, like a one of those random ones you like a Weber that's like eighty bucks. Sure. And they also had one of like the miniature ones. That I was so scared of stepping on because Ooh. it was literally. Oh yeah, the, they're tiny. Yeah. Yeah, the, the tiny dude. It was literally maybe five inches off the ground. It's like an and easy it was big oven. <laughs> it was the size of a piece of paper. Like yeah. it was like it was so small. And they had all the sausages down there, and I'm like, man, it it takes it takes one person to to eat it, and then all of a sudden, you know, because it was in the way too. And I was like, right. I mean, I, right when I got there, all I wanted to do because I made a playlist. All I wanted to do was take control of the speaker. Put nice. the playlist on and start jamming out. Yeah. The problem was that it's a big my, responsibility. The, my, the music my, my buddy's speaker is is two hundred dollars, and I couldn't get the damn thing connected because there's no lights on it. There's like two buttons, and I said, "Dude, what do you? How do you do this thing?" He's like, "I don't know. Just Google it." I'm not gonna Google how to how to connect to this speaker. So I'm like, "Oh, it was just it was so tilting." Not to mention that near the end of the tailgate, we had two guys that were clearly high on something. And they were drinking. They called it Mike Michael uh, Mike's secret stuff, not me. Like Michael's right, secret right, stuff right. Yeah, from yeah, Space yeah. Jam. Space Jam, yeah. And it was like some clearish liquid Moonshine. with <laughs> with yeah, with Red Bull or something like that. And they started drinking that thing. And this guy kept he dapped me up every time a bag was thrown. Like every time a bean bag was thrown, you know, for cornhole because we we're playing cornhole. Right. Every time I bet he was like dap me up, and I'm like, dude, like, like <laughs> stop it, please. But Jesus. we were, we, but we were throwing, and, and then they came and we were, we were playing, and all of a sudden they were like, oh, I was like, all right, have a good, have a good day, guys, or whatever, and they left. Within five minutes, they came back and said, "Let's run it, let's run it back." And I'm like, oh, I'm like, whoa, whoa, and these so you random didn't know guys, these guys, these were just like random tailgate guys. Yeah, yeah, and the, okay. and the best part was, is this one guy's like. Like Kobe every time, and he would throw it like a basketball, like he's shooting a, a free throw every single time, and the game wouldn't end. Like it oh lasted for half an hour, and like everyone else is waiting for us to finish this stupid game. But 
who knows what these guys are on, what drugs they're on, because I don't want them to start fighting me because I said, hey, we want to go watch the game here. Yeah, football you know? game's in the second quarter by now, <laughs> and you guys are still playing bag with Kobe. Dude, it was yeah, – seriously, dude, it was – it was it was a don't get me wrong it was the best part of the night let's be honest here sure um but at the same time yeah, especially with that game yeah yeah there there were there were some uh, there were some uh, uh, fouls I guess you could say that they, our, our tailgate was like like three fouls in an NBA game like we were close to fouling right. out but we weren't that much foul trouble not fully there at least you I mean it sounds to me like at least you got some solid food some drinks yep. The tunes never ended up happening. Is that right? Like you just never got the speakers to well, work. Well, here's the thing. The best part is my buddy Kevin has one of these things, like the UE booms or whatever. Okay. They're like they're like a cylinder. It's like a it's like a. So I'm showing you the three yeah. birds. By the way, I got three birds again. Oh nice. Um, nice. So it's like this, but it's probably I don't know, maybe a tiny bit taller and a tiny bit like girthier. Sure. And it's so, so it's it's a it's a good it's a good size speaker. So I and I've already connected to that before in the past, and it takes two seconds because it has a Bluetooth button like everything else. Yeah, you press the it, Bluetooth boom. speakers these days are pretty easy to figure out. It, like, yeah, <clears throat> you press the button on the thing, and then you look at Bluetooth on your phone. It's like, oh, there's the speaker, and then you're good right. to go. Yeah, <clears throat> so that's 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 wild. But um, I would give it a solid yeah. like seventy eight tailgate 78 okay okay i mean that's a solid score but yeah, yeah i mean i know what you mean in regards to the the tunes i mean like it, it is as a fellow fellow music guy you know it's one of those big things it's like if you're the one who wants to run the music side of things it's like things have to you know, run in the way you want it there's got to be a good speaker you yep. have to have a good, the good playlist ready to go it's it's a whole process well, so here's here's, here's also off, the problem know. going with that along with the music is that literally when we've had poker nights right we put some music on in the background. Right, right. And and I will say that some of these guys are, you know, of Hispanic descent. Sure. So so they sit there and I'll be playing a song and with and it's the first song and within thirty eight seconds they're like Man, this is trash. Like, give me the speaker. Give me the blue. And, and that's the thing I was pissed off. That's why I ran to the Bluetooth because then all of a sudden, and this is not a racist comment, but they, no, but, but, no, they we're but they're music. sitting there yeah. and they're they're playing Bad Bunny and they're yeah. playing like yeah. I'm, I'm like, dude, I can't even understand what they're saying. Like, yeah. it's like it's like sweet. Like, I, I'm I don't know. It's, <laughs> I, 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 I put my hands up and I basically, you know, and the best part was is that I played it on Kevin's speaker, which. No one ever touched because they didn't right. know if that was his or not. So I was like, "Yeah," because you know some people were 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 jamming out, but then some people had no idea what song it was. And I'm like, "It's Fetty Wap. How do you not remember this guy?" Right. And he was right, like right. eight years ago. One eye. We've already talked about. He was cast. a dozen uh, trivia answer. He was a daily yep. dozen <laughs> trivia answer. There so. he is. Well, it sounds like it was overall went pretty well. I mean, you'll you'll take a score in the seventies. Um, yes. And 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 it does seem to me. That the tailgate definitely went over better than the game itself. Yes. Um, which is uh, where we find ourselves. Um, yeah, this this was a rough one. It, it's, uh, to say the least. I mean, going into this game, I'll be honest. I, I guess this team must have tricked us into thinking they were a lot better than they were. I mean, you saw them play against Philly, and you're like, oh, okay. You know, this team's not half bad. Like, okay. You know, especially with how Dallas has not been playing that great. Of course, we didn't know that that they'd be as bad as they just played yesterday. But um, you know, going into that game, you're kind of like, hey, you know, maybe maybe the Commanders are they're definitely better than the Giants. Maybe they're not at the same level as the Eagles, even though they played them pretty well. But you're kind of thinking, yeah, hey, maybe yeah. maybe they're the second best team in the division. I don't know. And then you you go into Thursday night football 
the big stage. I mean, this one was over by halftime. I mean, it, it was it was it was insane. Watch, I was so part of me was laughing because I was like, Mike, I, I was laughing not at you, but I was laughing at the situation that you were in because it's like you know you get to go down there for Thursday night football. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's not like you get to go to games all the time. You mm-hmm. do the tailgate, you do everything, and then you just go watch this team get the absolute shit kicked out of them. <laughs> I mean, like that. That is literally you know basically what happened here by Chicago. Yeah. By the Bears, which is one of the funniest things about all this is, I mean, the Bears, who have looked god-awful uh, for the most part. I mean, they looked okay. Uh, they looked okay in that Denver game. But besides that, I mean, this team, and they put up 40. <laughs> it's just insane. I mean, literally, you're looking at the Bears right now. And by the way, uh, just to preface this, I poured myself a stiff drink. I also got a secondary drink for the second half of the show. And okay. there's going to be some explicit talk here, okay? Because honestly, we try to keep it as friendly, family friendly as possible. So sure. if, you know, some people listen in the cars or whatever and they got family a kid there or something. Family together like around, put on yes. the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's like one of like, the old like, like old school radio. Yeah, the, the, the yeah, yeah. We got to presidential address. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Teddy, not Teddy Roosevelt. The other it's one. FDR like, is given the, it's the like a Christmas carol. Address. JFK. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, so like I said, pour myself a stiff drink. There's going to be some explicit material in here, okay? Uh, and Ben already started us off. So yeah, I the the Bears, the Bears are ass. Yeah, the Bears are ass. There is so much, so much talk about how much their defense sucked. To the point where we should have gone in there and had a "quote unquote" get right game. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not going to sit there and say that I didn't have any reservations because of our history. Uh, not to mention the bad omen that I have when I go to games. There was a game, and I believe it was. Uh, there's two games actually. I will say right now that I went to. One was the St. Louis Rams back when they were in St. Louis. Me and Kevin went there. And uh, we had nice seats and everything like that. That's when the Rams sucked. They had Steven Jackson. That was their only thing in their entire game, entire team. We should have. We were probably favored by twelve, and we ended up losing by fifteen. And we had Rams fans mooning us on the way out. Nice. Uh, so that was nice. Um, and then I have another one where it was the Sean Taylor game, where uh, we got the towels and all that kind of stuff. The twenty-one towels right after he passed. And I believe we were playing the Bills, if I'm not mistaken. And I believe that might have been the game where we called two timeouts in a row. Yeah. Got a, got a penalty and lost the game. Yeah, so I remember that one. I have a bat, and, and, and you had all the momentum on your side and everything of that nature. <laughs> so I've been to a lot of losses. Now, trust me, I've been to a few good wins. I went to the Week 17 RG3 Cowboys win. Um, and I've been to a few other ones that were really good. But the problem that I have is this is a team that has a ton of talent, a ton, okay? I even said it uh, you know, on our, on, our, on, our, on our format here that we have six first-round picks on the defense, six. Yep. If you count it, there's 11 starters on defense, 11. So by my elementary school math, that's over a half of your defense are first-round picks. The yep. four down linemen, Emmanuel Forbes, and Jamin Oof. Davis. And Manuel Forbes. Forbes has been oh. butt 
straight butt with two T's all season long. All this hype that he's a ball hawk, he's this, he's that. I hated the pick. I hated the pick. And I'm not saying I hate the guy. The guy could be a great guy and he can have some talent. But I needed an offensive lineman. I I, I literally, uh, you know, basically ransacked our group message by saying, I hate this pick. I need a tackle. I need this. I need that. Look at the Ravens. The Ravens always have a pretty damn decent line. And they got the guy from, you know, Iowa or Wisconsin or something like that, like really late in the draft and all. I'm like, I I need I don't care if it's the guy that is a reach if he's the best guard and he's gonna be a first round pick get him like yeah. y- you control the game in the trenches you control the game in the trenches and yet our offensive line sucks so much ass that they literally can't block a giraffe that's uh, trying to not trying a Andrew to Andrew Wiley fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's be honest here. Uh, Kansas City awful. didn't. Kansas City gave no f's when when, when they let him go. Yeah. I mean, literally, you could have a pig like a hog, you know, come through the line. Not not right. the hogs of the old olden days. I'm yeah. talking about an actual pig come through the line, and Andrew Wiley couldn't couldn't tackle him awful. or block him. I mean, Nick Gates, that guy has a mean streak, but he has a mean streak against teddy bears because that guy can't block for shit either. And then the biggest thing that I have is that. Our offensive line sucks so much, yet Sam Howell is running for his life 85% of the time and still putting up numbers. And the yeah. problem the problem here that I have, though, okay, and I'm not even going to get to the defense yet. The problem that I have, I'm saving, saving the best stuff for last year, by the way. I'm going with the minute stuff that everyone already knows sucks, uh, and that's the offensive line. And you're looking at this and saying, I mentioned this earlier, okay, the problem that I'm having is that you look at Sam Howell and people are kind of saying like, oh, he's he should be starting a little faster. And, and, and that is a – I mean, that's a critique. Let's be honest here. That is a critique. But the problem that I'm having is this guy is going out there getting sacked five to ten times. At first, everyone was like, oh, he's keeping the ball too long. Oh, he's you know not eluding the pressure or whatever the hell it may be. The problem with this is that the offensive line sucks. Yeah. Brian Robinson – I don't know if Brian Robinson knows how to fucking block – and that's no. the problem is you're seeing it and saying, what the hell are we doing here? The guy is going to have his confidence shot. He, sh- he threw for 388 yards. Line. If you go yeah. out there, he had five sacks. So he had a total of 56 dropbacks. 56 dropbacks and he threw one pick. Yes, I understand C.J. Stroud had the record and all that kind of stuff. And you know he ended up basically throwing however many balls it is and all that kind of stuff. Whatever. I don't care. The biggest thing is C.J. Stroud hasn't been sacked a million effing times this yeah. entire season like Sam Howell has. And that's the problem is you're seeing Sam Howell go out there, you know, run around for his life and still throw for 388. Only had 14 incompletions out of 51 attempts. So you're saying this guy went out there and and worked his ass off trying to get this team back in the ball game, yep. which, again, you see it. The third quarter, they came out strong, which they have most of the year. I think they've been outscored by, like, 40 points in the first half, which that is obviously an issue, okay? We will say that it's an issue. But the problem also is through four games, it should be through five games, okay, they've been outscored, like, 80-something to 40-something in the first half. That's terrible by the by the defense too you let 27 and a half here but then you also let what 21 or something like that to the broncos and it's yeah. like it's, it's just it's, it's just a, a literally a train going down the damn tracks that they can't stop and my whole entire issue is 
EB, you know, whatever you want to call him, Eric B. Enemy, Coach B. Enemy, whatever the hell everyone's calling him nowadays, him and Sam Howell are going to get on the same page. They are both going to go out there and kind of get that dynamic. I mean, this is the first year they've been together. Give them a break. Not to right. mention, like I said, yeah, it takes time. Three, 388 yards is a ton of yards. Let's be honest here. Yes, they were playing catch up from behind. He threw 51 times. But 388 yards is, is pretty damn good. I'll take that all day. But the issue that I'm having is that you're not making any adjustments on the offensive line. I mean, I mean, you could say you're making adjustments, but he's still getting sacked a bunch. And that's the issue that I'm having is – you got to figure out a way to get guys open. You got to run different routes. You got to have different blocking schemes. You got to have chips. You got to have different things with the running backs to actually have them. I mean, Antonio Gibson, that guy can't hold on to the damn ball and save his damn life. So get him to go out there and block somebody. I don't care if he gets pancaked every single time. He's a body to have to have to run over. So it's another it's another half a second that that Sam Howell can have. My biggest concern for the offense is the offensive line has not gotten a single tick better Sam Howell is just getting better which is making the offensive line look a tad better that's the first point I'll make but now I'll let it off to you yeah no it, it's <clears throat> I'm just looking through the sack numbers on this season so far it's just insane I mean yep. the Arizona six sacks Denver four Buffalo nine Philly five Chicago five I mean if you're looking at betting lines and, and prop props and things like that, I mean, start looking at the sacks every t- every week when we're talking about uh, these defenses. I mean, it's not even like these are fantastic defenses. I mean, Chicago, they're not really that good of a defense. I mean, Philly, okay, you know, but Denver. I mean, come on, Denver putting up four sacks, Arizona putting up six. So it, it's it's exactly as we've talked about on the show is that. Um, if they're getting the quarterback this much, then something needs to change in the formation. Something needs to change. In, you know, maybe you're you're rolling Sam out more or something. I mean, there's just a lot of different things you can do to try to figure this out because yeah, this O line is poo poo. I mean, they they are bad, and that it just affects everything because then you can't get a running game going early on in the game. I mean, I know this team was behind so quick, so they couldn't run at all. But 29 yards on the ground and 19 of those were from Sam Howell. So you had nobody yeah. run the football. Brian Robinson's a non-factor in that game. Uh, and yeah, and then this is something we were talking about on text too, but you look at on the other side, on the offense side of things, uh, you Logan Thomas shouldn't be getting the most targets on this team. Like, look, I, I think he's, he's obviously a, a, a nice weapon to have, you know, especially in the modern you know, NFL game, your tight ends being utilized, blah, blah, blah. That's great. But Terry McLaurin should always be at least in the top two of targets every single game right. because he is your best player. Why, why are you, I mean, he is your best offensive weapon on this team besides the quarterback and him to have five targets in this game, four catches, it's just, it's just, and he's below Antonio Gibson, Curtis Samuel, and Logan Thomas. That just, to me, that's like a big red flag for me. It's like, what are we doing? Why can't we? We got to find a way to get uh, Scary Terry the ball more. Well, think about it this way, okay? Fifty-six total dropbacks. Sam Howell had five sacks, fifty-one attempts, fifty-one attempts. And only five of those yeah. were to your best player. Yeah, it's and just insane. Every single week, this is the problem. Every single week I see on TikTok or Instagram or some other blowbag site that literally everyone is saying, oh, is Terry McLaurin a top 10 receiver? What is he, what, what is he here? Every, I mean, the guys had like three straight 1,000-yard receiving uh, you know, uh, years. 
And yet we we don't understand that maybe you should target him nine times a game on average. Yeah. I mean, yes, once in a while he might get blanketed by a Jair Alexander or whoever the hell it may be that's cut, that, that's guarding him, like a Sauce Gardner or somebody. But the problem that I'm having is is that you're looking at, again, like we talked about earlier off air, okay? You're seeing your top two weapons, and Dotson is a better weapon than Curtis Samuel. Both your weapons have 10 total targets yeah. out of 51 attempts. I mean, that's literally like 20%. 20% of the throws are going to your top two targets. I mean, you're getting Curtis Samuel so much run. Sure, maybe he was open a lot. But you're literally going out there and seeing who are the corners for the Chicago Bears. I mean, I couldn't name them. I mean, one of them was thinking it was a fifth-round rookie. And it's like you're sitting there and saying, great, I'm, I'm happy that Logan Thomas and Curtis Samuel got, got their due and all this kind of stuff. But the problem that I'm having is Terry McLaurin is a top 10, if not top 15 you know, wide out in the entire league. So that means he's one of the top, at least one of the top 15 wide receivers in the entire NFL, in the entire world, and you're going to throw it to him five times? Yeah, this doesn't now, make any sense. Yeah, I, I can't sit there and blame Howell for that. Now, I, I will no. say that Howell maybe should look his way a little bit more, but also, like we just talked about, when you're getting your ass handed to you every single time against defenses, some defenses that are good and some defenses like the Bears that suck and you're still getting sacked a million effing times, I mean, they literally were teeing off on him because they were sending you know, safeties, they were sending corners, different stuff. They were doing things that we haven't seen in a couple of years. And that's the problem is I think going into it, we thought, all right, you know, it's the Bears. We'll go out there. We'll run it a little bit. We'll throw it around. We'll be all right. If we if we win, a, uh, you know, not 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 a really big game. If we go out there and win twenty seven seventeen, we'll take that. But then all of a sudden, which I'm getting to the next point, we get our doors blown yeah. off yep. by the defense that has been absolute butt again. <laughs> another double T butt all season long. This, this defense has six number one picks, as I mentioned earlier, and we still can't – we can't – I mean, you know, you ever see the, the videos of the mascots just decking the kids? Oh, yeah, it's the best. It's the, That's some of the best videos. I'm sure the mascots <laughs> on offense with the, the Freddy the Falcon and Blue from Indianapolis, I bet those mofos could go out there and throw all on this defense. Emmanuel Forbes has one tackle in this game, and I'm sure he got thrown to – 30 times. I mean, it's un- unbelievable. I right. saw one play, which everyone has seen it so far, that he literally went out there, and the guy, I don't know if it was DJ Moore or who it was. I believe it was DJ Moore. Literally, they threw it to him. He went up to tackle him, and then it was like he gave him a hug from like a Thanksgiving, like you give a side hug to like a like an yeah. uncle you haven't seen in a long time, like, hey, what's up, Uncle Kenny, or whoever the <laughs> hell it is, and then like you give him a side hug, and then you just let him go, and yeah. that's what he did. This is the problem with having a guy that weighs 165 pounds, which is how much the left side of my body weighs, and then all of a sudden <laughs> he tries to tackle somebody in the NFL. That's uh. the issue is that you see the defense go out there, and they're soft. They are soft, and that's the problem. Every time we hear Chase Young this, Chase Young that, sweet, he got another half a sack. Okay, but he's not being the game record that T.J. Watt is, who he was expected to be like. Okay. Montez Sweat, sure, 
didn't get all the all the hype that Chase Young has gotten, but he needs to be a little bit better. He didn't have a terrible game, but overall, you're seeing John Allen, Ron Payne. John Allen had a pretty decent game. He had seven total tackles, which is not a good thing because of the sole fact that you know Herbert was running all over us. So John Allen had to, had to step up. And I have a quote here from John Allen, which I'll read to you real fast. So John Allen, who we both know really well. We covered him in high school. We also watched him in Alabama, and he's a really nice guy. The guy's a great guy, great leader, and this is what he said to Commanders.com. We just played like shit. We are not a good defense right now. We got to own that. We got to take that, and we got to get better. What's, what's causing us to lose the games right now is defensively. We're just not executing. We got to be better. Everybody is talented in the NFL. It doesn't matter how how talented you are. It's about how well you play together on any given Sunday. Fast forward a little bit. We got to take it one step at a time. We're not going to fix every single problem at once. We got to look at the film and move on. I think every single player on this defense needs to take a good hard look at themselves and see what they got to do to improve. Which I believe that quote right there is calling out people saying, oh, yeah. "Hey, you shouldn't be going out and, 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 and gallivanting, going to play 18 on Saturday or something like that when you could be going to work out or something like that. I'm not saying that he's calling any specific person out. But when you see, again, six first-round picks, we've heard that a million effing times, and then you go out there, you come out flat, you don't know what you're doing, you only play 17 games a year, there's no coming out flat. There is go out there and, and, and play your ass off. That's the yeah. problem is that our team – so far, hasn't done that in the first half. We're not scoring points. We're letting up a million points. And right now, we are averaging 32 points allowed for the year. <laughs> and and if, if you think about it, we still got to play Kansas City. We still got to play the Eagles again. We got to play Dallas twice. I mean, yeah. Miami. Yeah, I mean, Miami's yeah, yeah, on that yeah, schedule. Yeah, exactly. Miami's put up 150 yeah. points. You got yeah. San Fran on the schedule still yeah. too. I mean, it's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Miami, Miami those nine is going to go out now, there. It, I those mean, nine wins, Louise. Mike. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to get to that nine mark. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I I still have my season long sweat. Seven and five. I think. Now, now, obviously, this is my team, and I have a. I mean, I I, I texted you guys the pictures of. You know, my Kevin's Kevin's wife taking pictures of me in in distress. You know, literally in the first half, mm-hmm. where I'm scratching my head, like I'm just not understanding what's going on. I'm wondering why I paid 130 dollars for this ticket. You know, so on, so on, so forth. But I also do have some money riding on this, where I have the Commanders <laughs> winning eight games and USC winning the championship to win like two grand. So I, 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 I'm, I'm really, you know, invested in this. But it's, I'm more so invested in the emotional aspect, which I want this team to do well. Now, yes, obviously, if we make the playoffs, probably not going to make it that far. I'm not really saying that. What I'm saying is that this team is talented enough to go farther than what they're doing right now yeah. and play better Definitely. than what they're doing right now. And Definitely. I, and I literally will – my last thought, Okay, my last thought, uh, and then I'll get to your last thoughts. Because again, talking about it, I'm, I'm gonna take a little sip of my adult beverage. So, talking about this makes me—I mean, dude—I've been sitting in my car just wallowing in filth, right. you know, of thinking about the team because I hear it on the radio. Oh man, what what pissed you off the most about this? Oh man, you know what are we even doing here? And they—they're—they're they're calling people names and they're doing this, doing that. The problem that I'm having is. Why in the hell have we not fired anybody? Yeah. 
Why have we it's not fired insane. a single person? I mean, you see Matt Eberflus, not Eber, Matt Eberflus, uh, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, he got fired after like like two days in right. Denver. I mean, you're seeing Urban Meyer out here dancing with all the honeys in Jacksonville, and he sucked, and then all of a sudden he gets fired. But no, Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio go out there, and they are terrible. Jack Del Rio, you know, I kind of favored him at that first. I was like, okay, head coach in two different places. You know, he's got a good defensive mind, stuff like that. But th- these two are literally dinosaurs. They should be in the movie Land Before Time because they are so old. And Ron Rivera, this dude's getting $8 million. I'm slaving away trying to teach our youth how to yeah, throw a damn true. ball, and I'm getting paid – Pennies, and You're this guy's sitting there. We, yes, and I, I seriously, and I'm I'm sitting there watching him on the TV, look perplexed every single damn Sunday, Thursday, whatever damn day they play, and I, he's he's sitting there getting paid eight million dollars. Meanwhile, Josh Harris, you know, he's he's out there gallivanting with with uh, you know a drink in his hand, not even knowing what the hell's going on. We have to get a guy that owns four percent of the damn team to tweet out something for someone to have some Magic. buzz. Yeah. I mean, literally, Magic Johnson is a godsend to this team. Because if I were Magic Johnson, I would have gone to the owner's box and said, dude, this guy needs to be effing fired today. Yeah. Like, this is pathetic. If you look yeah. at his record, his record sucks. Seven losing seasons, and this dude is still around. I mean, yeah. you would think that he would have been fired last year, and Dan Snyder would have put, stuck the middle finger up one last time to us as he walked out the damn door. But yet, we're going to sit here and have have two idiot dinosaur you know fossils sitting there with their arms crossed and don't get me wrong they could be great guys i don't really care if they're great guys or not this is a business and if i sucked at my job i'd get fired or written up or whatever the hell they do to teachers and then these two guys are over here sitting there with their arms crossed saying oh no we let them talk to each other at halftime it's like what the hell are you there for then? You're literally there with the headset, and I haven't seen him talking to the headset once. Yeah, honestly, yeah, that's true. He's got a headset yeah. on. He's just like listening. He's listening to like you know, Rivera, know, the Earth, Wind, and Fire, or something like that. What the hell is this guy like, doing? This is pathetic. It's crazy. I mean, with I mean, we've said it all the time. Like we're not Rivera guys. I mean, we really aren't because not that the coach always has to be stamping and screaming on the sidelines, but at the same time, Rivera is never even close to that. He is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Al- he always has a blank expression on his face. He always looks like he doesn't even want to be there. And you're yep. right. I mean, when you look at his career. I mean, for most coaches, it's like, all right, like you said, in the NFL, there's some coaches you get a pretty quick trigger and they, they, they fire you pretty quick. In in general, the theory is kind of, especially a guy that you give a lot of money in years to, you're kind of thinking, all right, by year three, let's say, we have to have improvement. Otherwise, you need to be out the door. And, yeah. and you look at what he originally did in Carolina. By year three, he took this from a six-win team to a 12-win team. And there was improvement there. And year three here in DC, he went from seven and nine to eight, eight and one. I mean, there's not there's not some big giant leap of improvement yes. there. Statue. And, and even in Carolina, besides that twelve and four year, he really only had two other good years. He obviously had the great twenty fifteen year, the fifteen and one year. I mean, obviously that's fantastic. And then the twenty seventeen year, eleven and five. Everything else was six and ten, seven and nine. Yeah, well, you have Cam Newton. It's different right. when you, you have you, Cam yeah, you Newton have, over sure. Sam Howell. I mean that's right, that's exactly. the problem, dude. Exactly. So you know you you, you give him th- he had th- he's had three good coaching seasons in his entire thirteen years of career. So I mean that's the crazy thing too. It's like 
I, I just uh, I don't get it. I don't get what we're doing with this guy. Where we're gonna, you know, you're gonna, he's gonna probably not. I don't think they're gonna. F- well, they should. I agree with you. I just I think that they're not gonna fire him this year. I mean, even if this team is bad, I think they're gonna let him just ride out the rest of the year, and then, you know, and then maybe f- figure it out after that. Because what what is what is his contract situation? I, th- I think he has honestly. I think he has one more year. I think they they have a five year, maybe a, maybe a four year and an option or something like that. But okay. it, it's it's definitely not. So here's here's my thing. Okay, you're looking at his winning percentages overall. He's a fifty one or so fifty one point eight percent winning percentage overall. The differences that I'm seeing though is it's that one season, <laughs> you know, it's that one. That, you take yeah. out that one season. That yeah. one season it makes him an under five hundred year. Or under 500 total, and the right. problem is you're saying Washington. He has a 44.5 win percentage, so that means he's going under 500 every single year. But the problem is, is that when he came in, it was to change the culture. The culture's changed. Okay, the culture's changed. The owner's out. You should be out too. Okay, I just don't understand that we're sitting here, you know, twiddling our effing thumbs while he sits there, you know, crossing his arms and and literally being like one of those statues that they that you see at a, at a at a fancy you know a mansion somewhere that's out there and has has their their you know privates out and all that kind of stuff sitting there like 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 Apollo or some crap you know and the problem is you're sitting there looking at him and saying this guy is still employed how is this how is this an issue i mean i i don't understand how this is still going on because you have somebody okay and i'm not going to say this person deserves it 100% right. but you have someone that has actually given this team a little bit of life, which we've talked about now for multiple weeks. Eric Bieniemy has learned under Andy Reid for multiple years. He's transitioned over here for a chance. There is zero chance that he came over to Washington to, oh, let me just, uh, you know, have a change of scenery. You know, why would you leave? a Super Bowl contender year in and year out because you have one of the top five players on the planet to ever live, probably, in Patrick Mahomes and the best tight end in the league and Travis Travis Kelsey with Taylor Swift in the box every damn day. Okay, I just don't understand how you have this guy, Eric Bieniemy, on the coaching staff, and if you're Josh Harris, you go out there and say, you know what, I'm kicking Jack and Ron off, Eric Bieniemy, you go up. We're going to promote somebody else to offensive coordinator, but there's going to be some statue as well because Eric Bieniemy is going to be calling the plays no matter what and inject some life. Everyone keeps right, saying, right. well, who's who's going to call the plays on defense? I don't give a damn. Yeah. Anybody. <laughs> Anybody Ryan Kerrigan is on the damn uh, coaching staff. Tell him to go call plays. <laughs> right, I could right. care less. You can yeah. get the, 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 the defense. <laughs> you can get the head coach from – I don't know, Chantilly High School or something right. to go over there. Whoever the hell that is, you can go get one of them to go do it. It doesn't matter. The big, the biggest thing, you can get chat GPT or ABT or right, whatever right. the hell it's called to, to call play. I mean, let's be honest here. The problem that I'm seeing is that you have an opportunity here to give a guy a 12-game audition. 12 games, okay? Because you know Ron and Jack aren't going to be here next year. That's an almost foregone conclusion. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing is you have to look at Eric Bieniemy and say, hey, man, 
You want to have a little audition. You want to show everybody that, hey, you passed up on the next big thing. You passed up on the next big head coach that has a great offense in mind that's going to go out there and score 27 points per game, yada, 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 all that kind of stuff. Here's your audition. Go show everyone that you can inject some fire into this team. you got 12 games to do it. That's over half a season. Go out there and do it. Here's the keys to the Porsche. Go and make this team a winner. And that's what I think they should do. But they're not going to do that. The problem is that I'm hearing everybody say, well, you don't want to have Josh Harris seem like he's too rash. I would say, Josh Harris is my name. Here's my middle finger. I got $6 billion for this team. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. That's what Al Davis did when he was in Oakland. Okay, God rest his soul. But the biggest thing with him is that the guy had a pair of balls that he would throw on the table and say, screw you, NFL. I'm going to stand up to you and all the things that he had to do. And all of a sudden, he's drafting Darius Hayward Bay at like ninth overall. And that guy sucked out of Maryland. All he liked was his speed. It's like overall, you got to have an owner that does that. And that's, right. really, that's the kind of owner I want to see. I want to see a guy that goes out there. And that's what Magic Johnson's trying to do, but he doesn't have enough stake in the team. If he had 30%, Ron Rivera would be you know, on a bus to you know, Timbuktu <laughs> right now. But that's yeah. my biggest thing. You got Eric Bieniemy there. Give him a shot to give a little chance of, of a spark in this team and also give him a chance to show everybody that if you go to him for next season, you have a reason to. Because you can't sit there and say, oh, well, the offense, you know. No, go out there and make him go out and say, hey, we got 12 games left. Go 8-4. and four. Go do something like that. If you can go do right. that, you got the head coaching job for the next four years. Here's a big-ass contract. Yeah, yeah, I got you. And we'll see what happens. I mean, again, you got Atlanta coming up now. I think Atlanta, the current line, the current spread, I think, is Atlanta favored by 2.5 at home against the Commanders. So we'll oh, see. We'll get to that later. Trust uh, me. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll we'll take a look at that. But before we <laughs> before we uh, wrap up the show, we do have to, of course, touch on the greatest oh, yeah, show on television, yeah, oh. Survivor. Of course. Hey, I'm crack um, it open. Crack it open. So you know. By, by the way, side note, <laughs> I'm downloading NBA 2K24, and it it says 11 hours left on the download here. But for some reason, these games they take a million years to download. Uh, but anyways, wait, are you um, hard? Are you hardwired in? No, no, it's just Wi-Fi. Oh, dude, you got to get a hardwire, man. I would, yeah. I would, a hundred percent, I would have put my my Wi-Fi down there. I'm hardwired in, dude. And the the one thing that it that ticks me off, we can restart the music here in a second. Yeah, that doesn't is, matter. Just play. Yeah. Oh, you got it on the loop, so I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. So the biggest thing about me with the video games downloading is that it'll be like 170 megs, and it'll be like, oh yeah, it's gonna be done in. 13 minutes and all of a sudden i'll be like sitting there watching it just like waiting on my phone and all of a sudden i look up and it's like five megs i'm like how is that even possible i'm not even doing anything <laughs> like it makes no sense this is 124 gigabytes that's it so far it's downloaded about 40 so uh anyways on to survivor um we're just going to touch briefly on and again if you aren't a survivor fan you can fast forward and skip through this but uh this was episode two of season 45 which, in my opinion, was like a hundred times better than episode one. Like, I feel like it got way better. I feel like episode one, we were kind of like, eh, nothing really happened. We just had like people quit and like uh, Brandon was awful and uh, all that sort of stuff. But in episode two here, obviously, we still continue with our boy Brandon, which um, luckily, uh, Mike, none of us picked him to stay in the game because he obviously gets voted out for being. 
Uh, some people are saying one of the worst Survivor players <laughs> in history of the game. Because we're talking about a guy who failed immediately in episode one, fall, like just trying to climb a ladder. Um, yes. He failed, like uh, he was already like crying like two hours into camp, you know, like he's crying and all the, the, the talks and stuff. He was ready to quit too, like just because just the other girl quit, like he was ready to quit. Um, as well, and then he, he didn't. But and then in this episode, Mike, we got to see him. Uh, yeah, and his completely, <laughs> We completely botch a puzzle where only he was the one doing it. It was it was a matching game. It wasn't even a puzzle. It was literally like this thing has three lines. This thing has three lines. You got to pick them and match them, and then match this one and well, match you this know, one. You, you know that the matching wasn't that hard because they only had three minutes to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know it was easy. <laughs> it's it, it's like oh, here's a fish. And here's a bear. Does that yeah. match? And he didn't do the right <laughs> he, thing. He couldn't get it. He literally, and he's been talking about how he's a puzzle guy, and he couldn't get not even a puzzle. This is something that, like, my daughter's two and a half. She <laughs> could do the matching game at this point if oh, I hold yeah. two things about in front of her. Like, you know, she'd be able to figure it out. But here's, here's he, a question for you. Yeah. Put yourself in his shoes. If you yeah. fail that miserably at a puzzle, would you say, you know, yeah, it was an endurance challenge, and you know, I'm here to oh, play yeah, Survivor. You lie. You lie. I, I would, I, yeah. I would have gone out there and tried to make fire with two sticks in like five minutes or something like that. Don't sit there and say, "Yeah, I was in my element right. and playing a pu- doing a puzzle, and I, I messed it up." Like, dude, you're making yourself look even worse. Oh, it's the <laughs> dumbest thing. No, to come back and like tell everybody, like. Yeah, man, I failed another puzzle. It's like, well, okay, then why would we ever keep you on this drive? Like, you are the worst. We already think you're the worst player. You've just confirmed that as well. No, you got to lie in that situation for yeah. sure. And also, like, you know, um, there, there's the element of, like, do you risk your vote or do you participate in the game? You know, I, 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 I tend to be on so – a lot of the time in Survivor – especially early in the game, I'm of the mindset that you want to stay a little bit under the radar early on. True. You don't want to do anything too crazy. You don't want to, like, get anybody to not like you too early. You want to to cruise a little bit. And then if you've got to pick your spots. And then once you get to, like, the merge, then it's like... Get people to like you, you're saying. Get people to like you. You know, say, oh, yeah, I... Oh, that Ben guy, you know, he's he's pretty he's pretty cool, you know. Yeah, he you know, seems I, I, fine. I can he, see myself working with him. Exactly. Like you, you just gotta like do well in challenges. Not too well, but just like do well in challenges. Do your part. Um, do your thing. Exactly. Just like be a team of role a role player, basically. Yeah. And then and then you <laughs> yeah. pick your moments. But like this uh, you had Brandon obviously stink. You've had Emily be a weirdo too, where she's like, you know, like calling out all these strategies. And then in this episode, she was like being nice to everybody. And now I want everyone, nothing like, more in the world. Now. I hate when people say that. I want nothing more in the world. Yeah. I'm sure you, you would like a lot more in the world than to work with three people that already hate you. Yeah, right, right, exactly. It was, uh, they, I mean, they kept her, but you got to think, like, if that tribe loses again, like, she's gone. Like, we, they already know she's oh, out the door next. 100%. Um, you had the the weird, like, toe uh, th- bit where we got to see this <laughs> one girl have, like, the largest toe Dude, in the world, that thing, basically. that thing was huge. And then she was, like, picking stuff up yeah. with it. And, yeah, like, but no, no. But she then, she said, hey, Sifu, you want me to pinch you with it? He was like, uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, <right>. what? <laughs> what? Get that thing away from me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, al- it was, alien? It was like a cartoon character toe or something. It was very weird. <laughs> cartoon uh, if you watch the episode, toe. you know what we're talking about. <laughs> if you didn't watch the episode and you're still listening to this part, I don't know what you're doing. Um, 
You had uh, your boy Brando pull up his uh, his uh, little buff to make a little tank top, and he was kind of yeah. hanging with See? the girls. He's doing he's doing uh, what you're hey. doing, man. He, he's making himself likable. He, now he's he not is. the most athletic. He's a little bit nerdy, but he's making himself likable. So I, I like that. Exactly. And so if we look at our our draftees here and and talk about them specifically with this, we should grade them. We should episode. grade them. That would be nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll grade them. So um, so Caleb for me, I think. Uh, Really solid, like, B-plus, maybe low A, because what Caleb has done now at this point is he's obviously made friends with Sabaya um, uh, and the other guy on the tribe, the principal guy. But then he's also... I hate, I hate that principal guy. Yeah, no, that guy stinks. But he's also made friends with Emily, who was like... He's turned to, like, a, yeah. you know, a girl who's, like... Undercover you know, agent. kind of hated, and then he's kind of been the one person to be like, hey, because... If that tribe does win a few challenges, the next thing you know, we're, we're, we get to the merge and stuff like that. He has her on his side at that point, true, where true. maybe the other two don't. So Caleb, I think, has really, really sol- solid showing. He gave that. her a lifeline. That's what you're saying. Exactly. Kendra was really—I I don't even think—was really a factor. I don't even know she was on the show anymore. The only thing that no, the only <laughs> thing with Kendra was she was the one that took the giant fall. On the on the on the one on oh, the balance man. beam and just yeah. like slammed her if, body down. If she was a dude, she'd that be was, dead. If she was a dude, <laughs> she would be dead. You're right. <laughs> that was a rough one from Kendra. So I gotta throw like a C at her. I mean, that was that was a rough one for her. I mean, she didn't do anything to like lose, but she also took a heavy hit. And then Sifu <laughs> yeah, yeah. look, look, I did not pick Sifu because I particularly liked the guy. I just figured like, hey, maybe this guy can make it a while. This guy on this episode is talking about how he likes punching trees, and like <laughs> that uh, was weird. That was weird. No, the guy's an absolute psychopath, and I think he's gonna piss everybody off. So that's why I have to probably <laughs> give him like another like C on this episode too, because I don't think he even participated in the challenge. I think he sat nope. out because nope. you get a chance to sit out, and so he wasn't even part of that. So maybe he's like a C minus, honestly, because like he really was a non-factor at all. He did his little tai chi on the beach. That was kind of cool, but besides that, not really Kendra and Sifu, non-factors in this episode, but Caleb, solid showing. So Sifu, um, first off, before I get to him, let me ask you. So they, they did something with the challenges where you can't sit out back-to-back challenges. Right, right, yeah, right. That, that, that was the original thing. and then, yeah. But, like, what, so, oh, is that because of the main reason why now they don't – have two challenges like so now they it sounded like the exact same thing no, it sounded you're exactly thing. right no you're exactly right is in the and so in the early days of the game it was it was that exact rule it was like you can't sit out back to back or whatever and then like in the mid years or whatever they started having like the reward challenge and then the immunity challenge be yeah, very right, separated right. And right. now they've combined them back in together. So Jeff's point now is like, uh, yeah, you can't gotcha. keep sitting out like your weakest person every single time. Which I whatever. hate that because yeah. it, it's a, it's the same thing with like like for Big Brother, for instance. You know, they do the same thing where it's like, oh, they have to they, they do they have a fight or something like that, and then it eliminates one of the challenges. It's like I want more challenges. I want to yeah. see people perform because that gives you more time. To judge people, but I think yeah, definitely, definitely. But I think because of the sole fact that they took away, I mean, even though they are basically giving them and gifting them like fishing gear and all this kind of stuff, right? right. I think back in the olden days when they gave them a you know two pound bag of rice and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and people are rationing the rice. I think now they're saying that because we're not giving them that rice, 
we they basically have to fend for themselves so we have to do less challenges to have less safety or more safety i guess yeah i, I don't know, know. i don't, know what I don't like that. Is. it is it is weird that that was one definitely uh, something we noticed too uh, in our viewing and then but besides that honestly like the the 90 minutes worked pretty well t- for me on this episode we did it we, we didn't even get to the challenge till you were an hour into the episode basically but yeah. i didn't feel super bored at least through that through that hour because we had a lot of different things going on but i i i don't know i could see it not working like it, in episode one it didn't really work that well but well, what, what, once you once you give rid of some of these losers then it's gonna yeah, be a lot well, yeah, more interesting exactly. yeah, i mean there's exactly. there's you know, let's be honest here we know the losers so so let's um, check your boys out here so crew but, with, with, with Sifu, though, I think that what you said, obviously, was, was big last time where you basically said he's on a winning tribe, so he's going to be around a lot. Yeah, so I think so. I think so. That's not, that's not bad. And then so, if he if, and he's a strong guy, so I do think, like, when it comes to the single immunity challenges, like when you, everybody fends for themselves after the merge, right, right. Like he could be a type of guy that could last for a while, especially if he's doing, like, Tai Chi and stuff, too. You know he's got, like, <laughs> weird abilities, like probably he's good at balancing, yeah, like, I bet. Yeah, it's like Spider-Man. Stuff like that. So I'm just saying. I mean, and then Weird Toe Girl, she's gonna be great at everything. Balance. Weird, weird like, Toe she'll Girl. Like hook her toe over like, yeah. stuff to like, and she'll. Yeah, the, she, there's, she endur- there's endurance ones where they have to yeah. hold onto a bucket or something. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but also, you know, it's okay. Whatever. <laughs> I, we could go on about Weird Toe and Sifu uh, for a while. So right. my grades, I'm gonna go Brando. I'm gonna go with a nice B plus. Yeah. I think his communication skills are great now. Uh, I think he did lose. Uh, is he on the red or the blue? He's on the blue. So he did lose the challenge, I believe. No, yeah, they like, finished in second, but second. so they didn't lose, but they didn't win. Either. They didn't they lose, didn't, but yeah, yeah. But, but but they had a lead, and right. they had and uh, Jeff's like they have two pieces left, oh, yeah. you know, and then and then all of a sudden Jeff they lost. Excited. Yeah, he gets, he gets pretty pumped. Oh, up I, I have a survivor hat. Uh, it's upstairs though. I do oh. have. A, I got it for my birthday. I got a survivor. Hat. I wear dude, it you next gotta, episode. Dude, dude, you go. Oh man, you gotta you gotta wear that next time. Yeah. Um So I'll <laughs> give him a B plus. Uh, is it is it uh, Sabia? We called him. Yeah. We called her Sabia. Yeah. I thought it was Sabia. Anyways, I could have sworn they said Sabia the first episode. <laughs> um, so Sabia, I would give her a solid B. I wouldn't give her that much because I do like how she's like. That Emily girl's a snake in the grass because she is. Let's yeah. be honest here. Just just look at her. She is. Um, so I like that aspect that she's kind of aware of what's going on, and she also and she has got that the immunity uh, the immunity idol now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she has to melt this candle first, but she's got yeah. it. Yeah, I, I, lo- I love how she opened up. She was like, "Are you effing serious? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, of course this 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 tribe sucks. I'm not gonna have Flint for three days." I um, know. <laughs> but 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 then uh, but I do like how she has Seth or whatever the guy's name is, the principal, um, yeah. Yeah, whatever his name is, Sean or something, uh, like basically wrapped around her finger. I think and, it is uh, Sean. I think you might be right, but I could okay. be wrong. Actually. I think it's an S something. But yeah. I I think it's hilarious though because I, I I can't stand that guy as a side note. Like I said before, because I mean I hate this. Like, we love you too. Like I I would not say I love this person yeah. when I've known them for four days. Like he's too I, emotional. He's too emotional. For I've sure. seen people at summer camp longer than these people have been on the yeah. island so far and i never said i love you to you know some yeah. random joe jabroni so austin i'm gonna give austin an a because the dude yeah. figured out what to do for mm. the the flag or whatever it was when he yep. got the uh, the beware uh advantage plus yep. the sole fact that he's great at the challenges the guy's yeah, an athletic he's a, freak. He's a challenge beast for sure plus the sole fact that people still like him mm-hmm. and he's also being nonchalant about finding the uh, the the uh, advantage thing because again 
I would try to keep it as close to the vest you as possible. You don't tell anybody. That's the whole thing. I hate when these people tell people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be truthful and, and tell everybody. Like, yeah. wh- wh- why do you now? You got to be truthful if you're that that Emily girl because she's a weirdo right, right, right. and stuff like that. But it's like if, if you're Austin and you're living on cloud nine right now. They're not going to vote you out because you're winning a hell of a lot. Yeah. Not to mention the sole fact that you're sitting there and you have an idol or excuse me, an, uh, an advantage and you're saying like, all right, I got to figure this out on my own. All of them left him alone because they trust him, by the right. way. Right. And they said, oh, yeah, it's Austin. He's just going to lay down on the bamboo for a little bit. You know, maybe he'll, 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 he'll look at the fish or something like that. And we're going to go out for a nice little jog on the beach or something. And he's like, well, I got 20 minutes. I'm going to go over here and look at this damn flag for a second. Figured it out, and then all of a sudden he's like, "All right, I know what to do now." So Austin easily an A. Austin is a strong player. I mean, I really think out of, and the thing with Brando also is at least what they showed us in that episode is he's kind of riding the middle between two kind of groups, which is a great place to be because then yep. you can kind of go with wherever you feel the vote is going to be happening. With it's like, all right, I'm gonna stick with this team or I'm gonna stick with that team. So I think Brando's in great spot. I think out of our group of six, Austin. Brando and Caleb are three in the best spots right now. And then I think Sabia Sabaya would be like right underneath there. And then like Kendrick Sifu kind of non factors. Well so your 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 Caleb is I would say in second place right now because yeah. he's athletic. But also yeah. he you saw it last time he's playing the social game now. Super charismatic. Which is a huge guy. deal. No, so he, he seems so he seems that. super likable. People seem to like him uh, a lot. So yeah, no, I, I think uh I think he's looking good. So right now, I mean, I will say, like, our, our picks right now have looked pretty solid. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, before we wrap up the show, we will step back into the Daily Dozen trivia portal here. Let's do it. And uh, let's see. what. So last time, we did we did get two wrong. We went 7 of 9 after going 9 of 9 the previous two. Let's see if we can get back to our winning ways. We will start. We're just going to go from the top left, and we're going to uh, so start with sports here. NFL. After an All-American career at Kansas State, this wide receiver caught 69 touchdowns with the Packers from 2008 through 2017 before ending his career in 2018 with the Raiders. So Packers for a long time. And then with Aaron Rodgers. So is that, that, is that that's Jordy Nelson. It has to be, right? It has to be because we're talking about 2018 going to the Raiders. I believe he was with the Raiders in 2018. And if you look at it, the only other people were Randall Cobb and uh, and what's his, what's his face. And it's not. Um, it's not. And it's not Cobb. And it's not. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it has and to. 20, Donald Driver is the other one I can think. But he he yeah, was but, he was in 2017. John Driver was like 2014. Yeah. Not, and he yeah and he didn't end up with the Raiders. So yeah. No, I, I agree. I'm fine with Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson. Okay. One for one. All right. NBA. Let's go. I'm pumped. Oh. I love when they throw these questions in just for us. Uh, nicknamed Tough Juice, Karan Butler played for nine different NBA franchises, but he was a two-time All-Star while playing for what Eastern Conference team from 2005 to 2010? That is your Washington Wizards. Tough Juice? Tough Juice. That was Yeah, that was his nickname back in the day. T-U-F-F, Tough Juice. I don't remember I, that. You, you knew that? I remember. <laughs> I, yeah, I remember. I remember what remember the that hell name. is Tough Juice? Yeah, that's our boy, Karan Butler. All right. Uh, I'm going to have to lean on you for this. Hockey. Taylor Hall and Niall Yakobov <laughs> were each drafted a number one overall by what Western Conference team that had the number one pick three straight seasons from 2010 through 2012? So Taylor Hall... 
Yeah. My first thought was the Devils, but they're not. They're in the East. Yeah, right? it's a Western Conference. Yeah, yeah, they're in the East. Uh, well, so it's Western Conference had the number one pick three straight seasons, 2010 through 2012, and they got Taylor Hall and this nail N A I L. Uh, yeah, Cabal. I think it's the Oilers, um, because that was. I mean, this I is. I mean, this is a, so. this is a decade ago, though. Yeah. So it's the oil. I'll I think go it's with the, you. Whatever you I think. Th- I think it's the Oilers, um, because this is before they got McDavid and all that jazz. So I think it's the Oilers, and I th- okay. I'm going to go with that. <sighs> Here we go. Edmonton. <laughs> three for three. <laughs> Hit it. All right. Non-sports now. Here we go. What is the capital of Portugal? I actually know this. <laughs> you do? It's Lisbon. L-I-S-B-O-N. Li- <laughs> Correct. I did. So during the pandemic. It's not Edmonton? <laughs> yeah. During the pandemic, you know, when you had like nothing to do, I spent like two months memorizing all of the countries on the map for Europe and for Asia, and then I also memorized the capitals. Now, I, I to this day, there's like some I probably would miss for sure if I tried again, but I definitely remember Portugal, Lisbon. All right, four for four. All right, the other one's a celebrity mashup. I can do this one. This one's easy. Trust me, I'm following along on my phone. It's Conan O'Brien and Sandra Bullock because I remember that dress. The picture. Okay, cool. Oh wow! Five. All right, That's grocery nice. products. I'm 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 good at the celebrity mashes for. All right, originating is. I, mean, I remember f- that dress. <laughs> <laughs> originating okay. is a low-fat, low-calorie version of Stouffer's products. Nestle now produces this brand of frozen dinners and entrees that has its name in orange print on each box. So it's a low-fat, low-calorie version. Link the only the thing that it, yeah, I was about to say that kind of came to mind immediately. <laughs> Um, it's something that Mike and I stay away from. Uh, lean. Oh, I eat them. I just, I just never get lean. I eat two of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, so you sit there like, oh, it's only 400 calories. I'll eat two of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, have, you ever, have you ever done the bit where you sit there and you get two lean cuisines and you dump one in the other? No, but I have bought a family size mac and cheese before from Stouffer's. <laughs> the one that's like a gigantic tub. <laughs> and you're like, I mean, I mean Stouffer's mac is... Uh, from for your frozen Mac side of things, it's 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 the number one seed in okay. frozen Mac in frozen Mac. Right. <laughs> TV. I have to be clear. Uh, TV. Will Forte earned multiple Best Emmy nominations for leading role. Po- po- okay, uh, I know this one. This is the Last Man on Earth. It was a weird show. Yeah, I dude. I watched the first. Jeez, uh, I think I watched the first. Maybe season or two. Okay. I didn't like it when he got the long hair and they went by Tandy. I didn't yeah. like that. Yeah, it was like weird. Like I, I liked it when like all of a sudden he was like, "Yo, uh, what was what was the blonde girl's name? She was Diamond in X Men or something like that." Yeah, I forget. It's been, a while. like, I just know definitely Will Forte with Last Man on Earth. I mean, sure. he, she went for the fat guy, and that's that's not right. All right, movie. That's not that's not how culture is. Oh, we we can get this too. Adam Sandler, Jack Nicholson, two thousand three comedy. Um, it's anger management, I think, right? Yep, that was the yep. one. Okay, yeah, yeah I was about to Indeed. say. Indeed, like, that's a good movie. You know, we watched last night. For I haven't fun. seen it in forever. Yeah, no, it's not the same. But like for fun, we watched Happy Gilmore last night because we were like, 
Nice. It was like eight o'clock. I was like, I don't really want to watch TV. I was following. Answer me. Phone. <laughs> it's. It, I mean, and so when you have, I will say, like, when you have, when you're like, I just want to watch a ninety-minute comedy that I know I'm gonna laugh at. Yeah. I mean, that's why Sandler movies are the best because you're like, I know if I throw on Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore or whatever, like, you're gonna have a good time. You're gonna have ninety minutes. It's gonna be done. And you're gonna have some laughs along the way, and it's gonna be a solid time for sure. Yeah, and he's like, "Sorry, Daddy, <laughs> eat your soup, Billy." <laughs> Last one here. We're, we're about to go nine for nine. Again. Have you ever so, seen right? Who Who Be Halloween? By the way, Hubie? yeah, actually, I have. Hubie it's Halloween. the dumbest movie on the earth. But then, yeah. like Steve Buscemi is like, "If you hear some noise, don't be worried, Hubie." He's like. Okay, Mr. Clarkson, or whatever like, his name is. It was like 2021 or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was yeah. during COVID, yeah. Yeah, I definitely remember that one. Um, all right, music. Iggy Azalea had two top five Billboard Hot 100 hits as lead artist, Black Widow, and what song featuring Charlie XCX? Um, I believe... I think this song is called, like, Fancy. It is called Fancy. Okay. Yep. I'm so fancy. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. You already know. And then, yeah, cool. she, then, then, then Charlie XCX or whatever was like, people liked her. And I'm like, this girl doesn't know anything. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of... Yeah, like, she, she she had that one hit with Iggy. Which, by the yeah. way, Iggy... <laughs> <laughs> you like her over Taylor Swift for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you kidding me? There's not even a contest. Let's look at the stats. So it looks like... Uh... So the lowest percentage people got was celebrity mashup. So I guess people probably could tell one was Conan, but I don't. Maybe the Sandra Bullock one was tough. Uh, I think NHL. So. so good pull by you. Only thirty-four percent got that. NBA was. It's funny because like we know Karan Butler and the Wizards very well, but like maybe regular people don't. Yeah. Um, and then TV. I mean, the Last Man on Earth. Like the only way you wouldn't know that, I guess, is if you're younger than us, maybe, and like you just weren't paying attention. Because I feel like. It was for a long on, time. Yeah, it was, and you'd see commercials for it like on the during the World Series or like stuff like that. Like I feel yeah. like it was pretty uh, there all the time. Um, yeah, and the rest. I mean, seventy percent got Jordy Nelson. Seventy percent got Lisbon. So I'm not some genius, I guess. Um, <laughs> a lot better than me. So we didn't. We were perfect. So only one thousand and seventy nine got perfect, and we are in that. We both bring our heavy strengths. Emphasis on the heavy. Yeah. See, that's why, like, if you, well, yeah, really. So that's why, if you <laughs> and I went to like some sort of like trivia night, I feel like we would cl- clean up because, like, we all, like you said, we have our different strengths. Like, you have p- some pop culture knowledge that I don't have, and then I've got like some, some like music or like right. some like weird movie stuff. Like, you're, I feel like you're the everyman. So you have like, you have like your. I mean, if anybody throws any sort of like, like, dude, if if somebody did like a quiz on like two thousands comedy movies, I feel like you would ace that quiz because <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. like you know every single one. Yeah. And then like, uh, I feel like you got plenty of music knowledge. I'm not trying to like, you know, you know, uh, blow blow smoke up your ass here. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> I think we would be a good team with this, so that's why I feel like we got to take the show on the road. We got to do. Well, well if, if you're if you're down, what we should do is do trivia. I've been trying to find people to do trivia at least once a month, 
right. and go out to a like like if we go to Mustang Sally's, yeah, something yeah, like the, that. yeah, the brewery trivia stuff. Yeah, There's the, always the bre- a good time with that. Well, yeah. the, well, the funny thing is, I've been to like Mustang Sally's or, or a couple of different places. I feel like a they couple- do it at Mellow Mushroom sometimes too, but I don't know which one. I, well, I, then again, one, the Herndon one's out of yeah, business now, yeah. so I don't know. <laughs> Boom, done. Yeah, well, I, I've been to Mustang Sally's uh, when they've done it a couple of times. I've been to uh, Crooked Run. I've been to there. The problem is the guys that are usually meet there, like like one of them was really weird because he, he was like uh, like like it was like halftime and like the guy was like, all right, come pick up your sheets. You have to name all these Black History Month people because it's Black History Month. And my buddy got nine out of eight of them. Or excuse me, eight out of nine of them, and I'm like, "When the hell did you know this? Because you're dumb as a box of rocks." <laughs> like, and he just knew it. But it's like, I'm trying to find, you know, someone. To, so we got to build uh, a team, a build a team of Avengers that where we all bring if, in our if, strength. If, 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 we, if, we, if we if we if we went, we should go once once a month, make it make it a scene, and then we go there and we you we find the game, you find the game. Oh, and, dude, uh, man, it's too. I just I just need people to do it with. That's the problem. People it's, call my people. <laughs> yeah, Edmonton Oilers, Edmonton. Spoilers. Um, you can find the show on Twitter at the DC Crossover um, and at Cerrone16 on TikTok, DC Crossover Podcast. And uh, we will hopefully be talking to you guys after. Uh, oh, oh, wait, no, wait. We haven't done our picks. Excuse me, John. John Z, hold up, hold up. Oh, wait. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I skipped ahead by accident. We'll, we'll, we'll knock out our picks of the week. Yeah, we the can, money line. We can, let's motor through this. Sponsored by DraftKings. Uh, here's my picks. Here are my lock. Chiefs, minus 10.5 first Denver. Denver sucks. Chiefs are pretty good. I like them winning by at least two touchdowns. <laughs> I was looking here. at that one, too, yeah. <laughs> uh, my dog, I love me a big spread. Indiana, plus 34 against Michigan. I like the idea of Michigan getting up three touchdowns and then running the football and cruising. Uh, who are your picks of did, the week? Did, did you find the video of them snapping and stuff? What, what video? Of doing like the Benny and the Jets, like the, the oh, sharks and the, the Jets thing. The thing. Yeah, okay. You, when, you, you watched, that you watched it? That night I watched it. When, I, okay. when, when you had mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, my, so it, it, that's weird, man. Um, apparently, Shane Shane McMahon's son is like one of their running backs, apparently. It's <laughs> weird. Uh, I don't know. I saw it on again the things you see on social media. Yeah. Uh, my lock: San Fran minus four and a half at Cleveland. Cleveland. I mean, they're getting way too much. Re- uh, you know. You know. They're getting way too much credit here. Let's put it that way. Right. Okay. San Fran's four and one against the spread so far this season. The only loss they have against the spread is where they lost half a point to the Rams. They were seven and a half point favorites. They won by seven. And the biggest thing about it is you see Cleveland. Sure, they're one of the best defenses in the league. But overall, I mean, they let 28 points to the Ravens, who couldn't even score against the Steelers. Yeah. Okay? Right, so you're, right. you're thinking about it. And I'm not saying the Steelers' defense is bad, but, I mean, let's be honest here. Minus four and a half for a team that's scoring over 30 the last four games, uh, screw that. It's Cleveland can't even score to save their life. Uh, my dog, I said we we're going to get to it later. Commanders plus two and a half at Atlanta. Because, like you know you know what? If they don't win this ball game. The coaching staff, meaning the two guys we mentioned prior, should be gone because that means the season is done. I'm telling Oof. you, it's over. Fighting words. You know what I want to see? Heineke. Throw Ritter to the side. Give me Heineke on Sunday. Yeah, okay. That's what I want to see. I want to see Heineke and Howell. Well, hey, if, 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 he does, if Heineke doesn't start, I, I win a $10 side bet. So. Oh, okay. Well, then, for your sake. For your sake, I hope he doesn't. Thanks. We'll see you guys next time. This has been another episode of the DC Crossover. John Z, you beat us. You get to sing it loud and proud, buddy. <laughs>